do you read? Are you one of those average Americans that reads one book a year? Does it take you all year to read a book? Well, in this episode, we're going to talk about the importance of reading. These the existential story podcast. I'm Danny. Everybody, Randy, what's up? Yo, Danny. Now, I think we might have mentioned before, we're both pretty avid readers. We read quite a bit. So, you know, obviously we have an opinion on this. But, you know, what, mm-hmm. just, you know, why do you think it's just generally, why do you think it's important to read? Just your basic insight here. You know, there's so many benefits to it, but I think that for me, it's like directed learning or directed focus of my attention. Because, you know, most people are just like receptacles for all the garbage that other people throw at them, generally through social media and news. Yeah. And so if you're just like a big garbage receptacle, you know, garbage in, garbage out. But then if you can read or listen to books nowadays, I mean, audiobooks yeah. are excellent. And well, that counts as reading, too. We should say I don't want to. I, I hate when people say that, like listening doesn't count. It totally counts. It's the same, it's the same thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so now, like, now you can read a lot easier with your ears and you can actually pick and choose what you want as your input. And all of a sudden you can change your output. Yeah. You know, it's funny too. Cause like I read, I do, I read a ton. I know you do. And like, I read, but I don't read like, it's not all like philosophy and science books and, you know, coding books. I read a lot of, you know, fiction. Like I like science fiction and fantasy a lot. And it's funny because I still find that those books, they're great because one, you get, you know, you get, experiences of interactions between people so you do learn about like personal interactions and stuff you see it on the page you know and you get to kind of imagine it so that helps in your everyday life i think you also get to like there's also philosophy there's also science in fiction books there's also you know uh, spirituality i mean there's all kinds of things happening that you can also get out of it even if it is a story about like you know knights in the you know sometime in the some quasi world in the past fighting dragons and stuff you know what i mean like there's Still these things that human experience to get out of it that I think is really valuable. Yeah, it's the coolest thing when they do a lot of research in the field and yeah. you actually like learn stuff about it by reading the book or a historical fiction where you actually learn the history, but there's a story woven into it. Well, I've been yeah. reading this guy recently. It's one author I've been on a kick on science fiction. I forget. His, I think it's Adrian Tchaikovsky or something. But he was like, or one of them, one of the science fiction guys I've been reading recently. I can't remember the name because it's been a bunch, but uh, he's actually, he's a scientist. So his books are hard. They're hard science fiction. Like they, they have a lot of like real scientific based stuff, but then, you know, they go beyond it, obviously for the story, but like, it's cool. Cause like he goes into detail explaining things like quasars and like galaxies and how gravity works and all these things. So you're, you're still learning a lot about, you know, fundamental concepts and physics and stuff while you're reading this. So it's kind of awesome, you know, but it's, it's yeah. presented in a way that's like way easier to digest than like a, physics textbook <laughs> mm-hmm. that sounds that sounds really cool yeah i've been uh i mean we were talking in our other episode a lot about reading so that kind of gave us the idea for this episode yeah. but i've been enjoying a lot reading uh before, usually before i go to bed i either read fantasy or science fiction because it's not very like it's not very complex it's not hard to read my mind can wander while i'm reading it and oftentimes it's like an excellent transition into sleep yeah but but it's interesting because reading can cover a whole bunch of things like before i go to sleep reading kind of helps guide me into sleep but then when i wake up i read for inspiration and then throughout the day i read for learning so like there's all types of different reading that i'm doing 
but all of it i would say is very beneficial in the direction of my life well i think the other thing too with reading is that people i think overlook is that it's one it's it's great for building your attention span and actually like learning how to pay attention like and learning how to like just comprehend and process information which i think a lot of people lack these days and it's Mm -hmm. really good for like you know, we both learn a lot on our own and use books for that reason. I think it's a great way to like learn how to teach yourself. Well, still having, you know, still having a guide, you know, because you have a book of some sort, but like, it's just, I think it's important. It's also helpful communication. I mean, learning vocabulary and learning, you know, good sentence, all of that's in it, you know? You make a good point that it is an acquired skill. So when, when I was really young, I was not a good reader because I would pick up a book and I would fall asleep or I would read books I was not interested in and get really frustrated because I would pick a book based on the cover or something like that or the title. And it was the most boring book and or I was assigned it by school, which was even worse. And and like so but reading, I've found it to be an actually acquired skill because like most people, they're like. Well, every time I read, I try and fall or every time I try and read, I fall asleep or I just don't like books. Like there's nothing that holds my attention. And it's like, well, number one, these same people who complain that every time they read, they fall asleep. They also complain that they can't fall asleep at night. So yeah. it's like kill two birds with one stone. Just pick up a book when it's time to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, But like also for me, I remember when I first started like seriously reading and it took a good week or two for me to stop falling asleep when I was reading because most of the time if you're not a reader I mean how often do you actually sit down or lay down without a tv on essentially or your phone or something yeah it's the the only time you do is when you're sleeping so like you're getting into the position where you're ready to sleep it's like of course you fall asleep yeah and yeah, you have to get used to it. I also think too, it's funny because like that, that's the other thing with, uh, you know, audiobooks now too, is like, even if you don't, you think you don't have time, like you're probably driving in your car, commuting, you know, those are perfect times to listen to books then, you know, and do it that way instead of like listening to like, you know, the radio and stuff, the garbage on there. Like, it's just a great way, I think, to do things that are enjoyable, but learn. And it, I think reading is just always beneficial. There's nothing about it that's going to like cause a problem. I don't know, for me personally, too, like, I like it because it's, like, it's very, like, relaxing and good for my mental health, I think. You know, it gives me a chance to, like, just, like, not shut out the world, but, like, take time just for myself. You know what I mean? And, like, do my own thing. And it's more interactive than, like, scrolling social media or something. Like, you know, you're making a choice about what you want to read. You know, you're following a story through to the end. And it feels good to complete a book. You know, it always does. Mm -hmm. You know how we've been talking recently about like hobbies and stuff like that. So for, for a long time, probably for like four or five years at this point, I was using like a Kindle e-reader because, you know, it's so easy to travel with books that way. Like you can just bring every book you've ever gotten on that little device. And if you want a book, you get it instantly. But I always miss like the tactile sense of a paper book and this, especially the smell of a new book. And all that stuff. So I joined a book club. And one thing that I'm doing that's like my, I'm uh, spoiling myself or whatever you want to call it is like, actually for books for that book club, I just get the paper book. And I just like, I sit down and I enjoy reading the paper book, which is a totally 
I mean, it's an old experience for me, but it, it for the past five years, I haven't really had that experience. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, I generally read to like digital because it is so easy. And like, you know, when you read a lot too, like, you know, I don't know what I would do with all these books too. At some point, like, you know, at some point you have to put them somewhere. Like, something. You remember you know, like, so like traveling when you used to read paper books and especially when you read them fast, you'd go on vacation for two weeks and you bring five books and it was like this big, like a foot or two of dude, books. That yeah, I'd always have you. a book bag with just books because yeah. like I knew like if I was taking a plane or something or like traveling, like I knew like, okay, I have that much time I can read, you know, X number. Then I want some. Yeah, it's just like it's gone a lot easier in that sense. I will say like you can even get the Kindle app on your phone. And mm-hmm even if you don't have a Kindle and use it and it's fine, you know? So like, yeah, there's so many options now, but I do like, I agree with you. I do like the paper ones. I miss that. And like, like the physical book. And I particularly like getting those when it's something I'm going to learn because I can engage with it in a different way. Like I much prefer, like if I'm taking notes or something, like doing it, you know, with my hand physically, with like a pen rather than like on my phone or something or on the Kindle, you know, writing, typing out notes that way. I just feel like it's more natural for me and easier. Mm-hmm. And I retain it more. Yeah. Yeah. You bring up a good point about learning and reading because they say the more you learn, the more you earn. And everybody wants to be freaking rich. And if you take a look, two of the richest people out there, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, were both asked if you could have a superpower, what would it be? And they both said the ability to read faster. Yeah. Yeah. Because knowledge, I mean, think about it. Like we talked about too, like making opportunities for ourselves by doing things, right? And like knowledge always expand your opportunity because like think about you know you wouldn't there's so many things that you probably don't know about that might be good things for you to do that you have no experience with and until you start to learn about them you can't know whether it's something you want to do or not right and reading is a great place to start it's you know the other thing two people forget is like it's so cheap to buy a book like and to engage in something and learn like yeah you can pay you know, you can pay thousands of dollars to have somebody instruct you in a course, but you can also just go out and buy the books and read them yourself and spend like... And you can even get a free library, library yeah, card that's and get the books for free or the eBooks for free. You can rent them. It's crazy how cheap reading... It's like it's like literally one of the best gifts of living in America is the public library system. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. You can get them directly to your Kindle. You can, you can get Kindle books through them too. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what was it? Good Will Hunting? Was that the movie where he said like to the guy, like, you know, you're fancy, but I got the same thing with like 79 cents in late fees or something like yeah. you know, go to the library. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think this is the thing we forget. Like you can, it's such a good way to explore topics and, you know, you can, you can become so far advanced in a field by just reading five books in that area from experts. You know, mm-hmm. you catch up so quickly to where the field's at and everything. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like and it's a great way, I think, to challenge yourself, too. Like, I like reading books on like science and stuff that are probably like, you know, arguably probably outside of my wheelhouse a bit in the sense of like, I'm not into like the very high end math and stuff. I don't know. But like, I still comprehend like a lot of it and it's still worthwhile. You know, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because that was something that stopped me for a long time was uh, tackling books that I didn't understand everything. Because especially like technical type books, so a lot of computer type books, I would read them up until I didn't understand and then I would quit. And then eventually when I just made up my mind that I'm just going to learn this material, eventually I was just like, you know what, if I understand 50%, that's good enough. But either way, I'm just going to go through the whole damn thing. And yeah, it opens up a lot of doors. 
I was gonna say, I think what I don't know if it was just me. I was always lucky in that sense because like philosophy was helpful. Like I, I even remember like one of the first philosophy books I read, I was in high school. I got Nietzsche's Antichrist. I understood like zero of the entire, but I read the whole thing. And like I remember taking like so many books I would read, like, you know, it would take a while to comprehend what they were talking about. And so a lot of times it's like you feel like you grasp maybe two sentences, yet you still read them. You know, you just keep going and keep trying. And it's a great way to just build up your problem solving skills, your comprehensions, all of that, you know, and it's that'll always benefit you moving forward in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's for anyone who's interested in reading who maybe doesn't read because like we mentioned in the beginning, the average American reads one book per year. Yes. And if you want to be exceptional, well, maybe you could double what they do, read two books a year. But like, it's also, it's also helpful to set goals. Because I remember as I was building up the number of books that I've read in a year to where now it's kind of just automatic that I read a lot. As I was doing that, I would set goals for myself, like I want to read a certain number of books this year. And then I'd figure out how many books I'd have to read in a month, and then how many books I'd have to read in a week. And then, and it turns out, here's the really cool calculation. For each book that you want to read per year, you need to read on average that many minutes per day. So if you want to read one book a year, that equates to one minute of reading per day. If you want to that read makes sense, two yeah. books, yeah, if you want to read two books a year, read two minutes a day. And so it's really cool because then you can figure out like, hey, you know what? Maybe I want to read 12 books this year. Okay, so that's like a yeah. roughly 10 minute a day habit. Where can I fit that in in my day? And then Not just hard. start doing it. Yeah. yeah. And if you find the right books too, it's like you don't even have to like schedule time. Like it'll it'll work oh, yeah. itself if out. If you find you know the I mean? right books, you can't put yeah. them down. No, you can't. And I think for anybody that's trying to get into that doesn't really read, I mean, my recommendation would be to like you know find stuff that really interests you. Like you know, really think about like you know what am I? What's interest? Do I want a story? Do I want something fun? Okay, what kind of story? Do I am I interested in a certain topic? And then just start exploring. And the one thing I will say I do like, like, even if you don't want to read on a Kindle, you can download the app because you can get free samples. And that's the mm-hmm. one thing I love about it. Like they give you 10, I think it's 10% of the book you get for free to try it out. And it's a great way, like especially now because I read so much. I have a hard time sometimes finding like new mm-hmm. stuff that's like good. And so like I'll read a bunch of samples just to find an author I like or something. And then they'll and, use that, you know. And yeah. dude, you can always t- like maybe not always, but you can generally tell by reading the first chapter if yeah. it's going to be a book that sucks you in. Because like literally every book that I couldn't put down, by the end of the first chapter, usually within the first page or two, I was just sucked in. And it was oh, like, you know. okay, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah, you know right away. Yeah, if, if I don't get drawn in within that 10%, I'm not going to get it. There's no way. Because mm-hmm. I know I just won't like the book. You know, it's unlikely. Yeah. And yeah. you can do that stuff at the bookstore, at the library. Yeah. You just take 10 minutes, read a few pages or the first chapter. And if it doesn't speak to you, find another one. Oh, my God. You used to remember when I worked at Borders. And this is going back when I was in high school. But, oh, the cafe. People used to bring stacks of books over. And then they, you know, like literally was like 20. Yeah. <laughs> and then they'd leave through them. And then they might like they might leave with one. And then, you know, we'd have to put all the books back. But like. Point is that, but that's what they were doing, right? They were looking for something that interested them, and this is back before all the digitized stuff. So they, you know, yeah, that was like that was like my dream Saturday or Sunday. I would just go there early in the morning when they opened, and I would just find all the books and magazines that I was interested (laughs) in, and I would just spend three, four hours until I was hungry. I would do that, and then I would just go. Wouldn't even buy a single book. (laughs) Yeah, they have all those nice couches set up. 
<laughs> I know. It was perfect for it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, reading is cool. It's been uh, it's been good. That's one of the best things I do, I think, from mental health, which is everything. Like it's just and like I said, I think, you know, we for, I think we forget how much like if you like struggle talking to people and stuff and all, reading can be a great way to like see how so, you know, social interactions can work and stuff and just like a lot of things you can kind of find in there that are very helpful for everyday life, I think, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, my grandfather, who was one of the smartest people I knew, he told me that reading was very, very good for me. And I didn't believe him because I hated it at the time, but I trusted him enough to like stick at it until yeah. I eventually broke through. And uh, yeah, I would encourage all you guys listening out there that reading is really good for you. Um, yeah. And if you don't like it, you know, give it a trying. shot. Try audiobooks, you know, and like, I mean, and you know, if a book really doesn't interest you, just put it down, you know. Mm -hmm. And you know, if it's just hard, that's okay. You can work through it. But like, yeah, I think it's yeah, uh, and it's and it's literally just for you. Like, it's not to post on social media and say I read this book. It's not so that everybody else can validate you for reading it or think lesser of you because you read a book. I mean, heck, I've read most of the books on Oprah's book list, and like, yeah. you know, so it's like. Read whatever does it for you, because at the end of the day, that's all that's important. Well, I think the only person probably that has any idea of how many books I actually read is you. And maybe Anna has some inkling because she sees me read a lot. But like, yeah, it's like, you know, I don't advertise. Who cares? <laughs> it's just. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's funny. But uh, cool. So I think that's it. Yeah, you should read. It's good for you. There's so many benefits mm -hmm. and you can just mm -hmm. open up new doors and opportunities. Mm -hmm. Give it a shot. Yeah. All despite right. despite what your school teachers tell you that you should read, you should actually read. Just don't read what they assign you. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, dude, I used to always, <laughs> even in college, like if I didn't like it, I would just read other stuff and just not pay attention to it. Like, because, like, you know, it's just so tiring to read something. You the hate classics yet. are just, they need to get rid of them. They're classics for a reason that they're Some just are so good, boring. but not all of them. Yeah. Yeah. They make the weirdest uh -huh. choices, especially for like high school. Like, the Scarlet Letter and stuff like yeah, it's not... all of them. There are so many books that could make a huge difference in a high school student's life, but none of those, like you know, finances or something, or mm. yeah, that could be helpful. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Anyway, mm -hmm. but yeah, so there you have it. Check it out. There's so many things to read. This is the Existential Soap Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, you know, please like, share, subscribe. It helps us out a lot. We'll listen wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on YouTube as well. We'll be back later this week with another episode. Until then, though, later, man. Later, Danny.